folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you're listening to the podcast, Small Package. Give me a hold, buddy. Hey, everybody, it's Corey Pointer, and I'm here with your boy. Yo, what up? It's your boy, Bob. Today on the Small Package Show, a WWE superstar legend returns to the ring while another one quits the show. What, 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 what? Becky Lynch, the ass kicker that we need. I'm sorry, last kicker that we need. Is she the new stone cold of the women's division, you bitch? Oh. <laughs> and we are going all in this weekend. All that and more today on Small Package Show. Bob, hit him with it. Small Package. Back at it again. It is your boys. Welcome, everybody, to the small package show. It's small. It's a package. It's a show. Thanks again. Another shout out. Just gonna give another shout out to the friends of the show. We are Ronan from Cincinnati, Ohio. Friends of the show for the just like the intro music and uh, outro music that we're rocking now. Wait, when you say just like Dean Ambrose, do you mean do you mean friends of the show or do you mean for Cincinnati? Obviously, you know I mean from Cincinnati. Well, I don't know, man. You're making big strides, man. You're meeting wrestlers. You're, you're going places, hey, doing stuff. Related to meeting wrestlers, mm-hmm. uh, my interview with WWE superstar Lana is now available to read and watch on Newsweek.com. If you want a quick link to it, just go to our Twitter or Facebook. Uh, already posted there for Newsweek. So, yes, and that is when you say um, our our Twitter. I want to clarify: yes, is small package new- Twitter. Yeah, small package Twitter and small package Facebook has already posted the links. Is what I'm getting. Oh, okay. You took care of that earlier. Yes. Nice. Okay. So yeah, go to the small package Twitter. Also, we have a poll going on. I think it's still up. Think. Uh, put it up for like three, four days. Three, four days. You can vote in the poll. Um, how you doing? How's ah, things? Is it ringing outside yet? No, not yet. I heard it's supposed to. Sure. It is definitely cooled off. See, this is what we don't need to talk about. Oh, <laughs> We're it. trying to do fast see, shows. Seeing how, I'm just seeing how you're doing, bud. I appreciate it, but no one, no one gives a fuck about how I'm doing out there. Maybe they do. I mean, you do, but no one else does. Your mom does. She listens to the podcast sometimes. Some, which is a little weird, but... I'm just saying. She cares. She wants to know how you're doing. Sure, but she can call me. What yeah. I'm getting at is... Okay. Anyway. So, uh, <clears throat> it was it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was an eventful re- week in wrestling. And at the same time, a week in wrestling that... Nothing happened. No, nothing really mattered quite you're, so much. You're right. Um, we did have a good episode of Raw. I it was okay. I won't say great, but it was good. There were some good moments. We had what I thought was a great episode of SmackDown. Pretty I, good. I was very happy with that. SmackDown's been kind of on a roll again. And I lately. watched NXT this week. Yeah. And NXT was really good. Mm-hmm. And honestly made me go, why am I watching Raw every week? <laughs> this is fantastic. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about all that. And also, uh, of all wrestlings coming up. I'm confirming my job on that on the on it's the eighth is the Evolve Show in New York one like thirteen. Yes. It is uh, not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Yeah, I'm trying to confirm my job real quick with with uh, one of my clients and make sure that it's happening so that I'm not unnecessarily going to have to put down that I'm missing Evolve. I like I said, I believe it's one thirteen is the number. Velveteen Dream is going to be there, and he's going to be wrestling. Darby Allen, yeah, that should be fantastic and fun. Lots of lots of cool stuff happening in Evolve. Um, Monday Night Raw. Let's just go ahead and just let's get do right it. Into it. Yeah. Um. Well, I, there was like I said, lots that happened, and at the same time, 
not a lot that happened in terms of moving all of the stories right. necessarily. Really, forward. only one story moved forward. Well, I know I I would disagree that only one moved forward. I would say that there's a few smaller stories that maybe don't matter as much or are B stories sure. that move forward. We did get somewhat of a moving forward of whatever's going on with Titus worldwide, where Titus told Dana he got her a match. Like Dana was backstage interacting with Apollo. Mm-hmm. They're having a good old time. Mm-hmm. Titus breaks up their good old time being like, hey, guys, I, I want to hang out, too. And I got you a match. And I got you a match against Sasha Banks. And Titus is like, look, you know, Dana's great. I just don't know if she's ready for one-on-one with Sasha Sasha Banks. And uh, Titus is like, well, this is Titus Worldwide. You know, I feel like she is. And then she lost. So there's some like B stories like that that kind of advanced a little bit. Yes. Um. The biggest story but that's that is like classic WWE's never going to mention this shit again stuff possible, and that's why I'm saying it's it's stuff that maybe doesn't matter, or at the least it's B story. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, one match the so the the match of the night, in my humble opinion, is also one of the biggest storyline things that happened. Uh huh. So we're in Canada. Seth Rollins comes out and issues an open challenge for his Intercontinental Championship. This is not what opened the show. We're not doing this in order. Uh, this is in the middle of the show. He opens an op- issues an open challenge, and Kevin Owens returns uh-huh. to a huge pop from the Canada crowd, sure. which he then, in expert heel mode, because the man is a great heel, uh, manages to start booing. Oh yeah, he goes off about how it's it's unfortunate that the, that they're in his home country, but not in the better city of Montreal. Um, speaks French. He gets in the ring. They have a fantastic match. I mean, this this icy match between Rollins and and Owens was just f- unreal. It's a very good match. Uh, at the end of it, Seth gets the double knees to stop. It was like a moonsault, wasn't it? Yeah. It wasn't even a frog splash. Yeah, no, Kevin Owens did a fucking moonsault. He gets the knees up, he blocks it, he hits him with the curb stomp, one, two, three, and Kevin Owens had said that he wasn't leaving Raw without a title tonight. Mm-hmm. And he sits in the ring and he's dejected. We go to commercial break. Something that doesn't happen very often that really caught my attention happens. We come back from commercial. Kevin Owens is still in the middle of the ring, dejected, defeated, looking very sad. And, uh, it's, it's crazy. Cause, uh, he, he's now sitting in like a chair mm-hmm. in the ring and he, he just sits there for a moment and then he takes the microphone and he's silent. And then he just goes, I quit. And he stands up and he walks out of the ring. Um, after Raw, it should be noted, he was moved from the current roster to the alumni page of WWE.com. La, 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 la. Obviously, all work. Um, and uh, his Twitter had only a picture of, because he had deleted everything off the Twitter. Yeah. And was just sort of keeping only like one most recent tweet. He unfollowed everyone from Twitter. Um, now, and then like he had only left up now, like two pictures. One was a collage of his title wins. And one was a collage of like Braun Strowman murdering him. Um, I don't know if those are still up or not. Um, but yeah, so Kevin Owens quits raw. Um, obviously this is, you know, this is all work, but I like, but I like where it's going in the story. Um, it's interesting. It definitely has my attention and it gives them a chance to have Kevin Owens off TV for maybe a couple weeks and then come back with something reinvigorated. Um, you know, there were some rumors going around online that maybe they would put him with Paul Heyman. A lot of those have sort of been put to bed. Um, and also, you know, Kevin Owens wouldn't need someone like Paul Heyman when talking about who should be the next Paul Heyman, uh, guy or woman. Yeah, right. I mean, Paul Heyman should go to, you know, a person who needs a good mouthpiece. And Kevin Owens is a great mouthpiece for himself. 
I don't even one of the best in WWE right now. Sure. I don't even think necessarily that the Paul, the next Paul Heyman person should be someone who's terrible on the mic. I mean, definitely someone who is terrible could get the most benefit out of it, but you don't need to put Paul Heyman with somebody who already cut some of your best heel promos. You know, Mm -hmm. like that's just sort of overkill. It's kind of a waste. Although on the flip side of that, the Paul Heyman and CM Punk run ran very well and CM Punk cut really good promos and didn't necessarily need Paul Heyman. So, you know, it has, it has worked before and I definitely don't think it wouldn't work. I think that it's less of a, I don't think Paul Heyman and Kevin Owens would be a good fit together and more of a, it seems like you could use Paul Heyman's talent elsewhere to make things better for someone else. Um, so Roman opened up the show by coming out and calling out Braun and saying if Braun didn't want to come out and face him, that he would uh, issue an open challenge for the Universal Championship. Which I got to be honest, for a brief moment, the thought excited me of, man, not only getting to see the Universal Championship defended on Raw again since Brock Lesnar dropped the title, but an open challenge for the WWE Universal Championship. I mean, I can't remember a time when we had open challenges for the main title on a show. That's not something in recent memory that I can even, I mean, Brock had the title for over a year and even with the, 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 uh, SmackDown, you know, heavyweight championship. I don't think we've seen that, but Braun answers the call. He comes out and they cut promos on each other. You know, Roman saying, Hey, you, you give out these hands, but your hands aren't meant to hold a title. And uh, Bra- Braun explaining that Roman can't do it without, you know, his shield stooges to come in and interfere. Uh, Braun announces that he is going to cash in at Hell in a Cell, which is coming up. And uh, so that match is set. And uh, we wind up with a main event. Wherein Roman and Braun are going to have to tag team together. Team up. Whoa. Against Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggle. Um, the main event was was interesting. Uh we had, you know, Roman putting in a lot of work in the ring. He tags Braun. Braun doesn't get in the ring. Uh, Roman is confused. McIntyre and Ziggles just sort of beat up on him. And then Braun gets in the ring and we're not sure if Braun's about to save Roman or just let Roman continue to get beat down. And he ends up getting in on the smashing of, of Roman teaming up with Dolph Ziggler and, and Drew McIntyre. Um, and, uh, definitely some heelish moves there from Mr. Strowman. Which is interesting to me because while this isn't while this isn't yet a confirmed oh he is for sure a heel because it was definitely heel ish of Roman last week to allow the Shield to triple power bomb him through the table, um, uh, but at the same time Ziggler and Drew McIntyre are more defined we are heels at this point so teaming up with them definitely I feel like shifts it more towards Braun being a heel and just, you know, smashing up on an, on a, on a defenseless, helpless at that point, Roman definitely would fall under the category of heel moves. Um, what do you think, Bob? Do you think that, that they made that they're making Braun a heel in this situation? I mean, they're definitely making him a heel. Uh, or at least, you know, playing the heel role in this feud. Because, the, you know, they're not making Roman a heel. <laughs> Apparently not. And the the shield isn't going to be heels right now. So. Well, we'll have to see exactly what unfolds. But it definitely, it's super weird timing, too. Um you know, Braun, Braun has been very over with the crowd. Everyone loves saying, get these hands. You know, he's he's been going over great with the crowd. But also, Braun is a big monster of a man. He, a man, he is a, he's a 
beefy mountain man, you know, like uh he's he's the type of guy that they do like to turn into their heels. And also, to be honest, they need they need they uh, they need a good they need someone right now who is believable and bad to try to bash up on Roman. And Braun is definitely believable that he could bash up on Roman and turning him bad gives him someone who isn't Brock Lesnar, who is of that physical big nature to to take him on. Because like, look at the rest of the main event picture, and it's like, okay, so who else do you have possible to go for Roman's title right now in terms of heels? You have Braun. Brock's not on TV right now. Mm-hmm. We don't know when Brock will be back. Eventually, they'll probably have him back. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. And Drew is definitely, he's a big man, but he's not Braun, Braun or Brock big. Um, and who else do you even have in the main event picture at the moment? Finn? Kind of. Finn, kind of. But he's also not a heel. And also Finn, uh, you know, just lost to Corbin. I mean, granted, he beat Corbin at, at the pay-per-view, and then he got a, a match against Roman where he looked very good but lost. So he's sort of in the main event picture right now. Um, and, you know, that's kind of where we're at in terms of the WWE t- universal title picture. Uh, speaking of the that's Shield. Lashley. Huh? Lashley? Yeah, Bobby Lashley too, and Lashley's face, yeah. but but Lashley's also been kind of fucking around with some of the mid card stuff. Yeah, so it's weird to say, you know, yeah, he was just in the hunt for it, and he just beat Roman. Yeah, and but now which he- is the most pointless win of all time. What pay per view was that? The one before SummerSlam. <sighs> it's it all blurs together. Was it Money in the Bank? No, 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 no. I don't think it was Money in the Bank. Is SummerSlam not SummerSlam? It was a. Uh, was it Money in the Bank? Uh-huh. <laughs> Tweet at us. Tell us how wrong we are. I mean, hey, we I know that we watch minimum five to seven hours of wrestling a week. This shit kind of all blurs sometimes. Yeah. But um, speaking of the Shield, we got Dean Ambrose speaking for the first time since he came back, and also his first singles match. Uh huh. I know how much you've had a hard on for Dean's voice, dude. I'm telling you right now, it has been. So good seeing him back in the ring, and uh, and he's looking good. I like that his style is less of the goofy shit that it was before, and it seems to be that way. It's definitely feeling more serious, um, which is good. I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh. You know, it, it's it, he he gets in a promo with gender, and rather than taking the road of being goofy with gender, he is serious and angry. And I don't have time to deal with you being a big goof right now. And so, what winds up happening is is when gender tries to get him to meditate with him, he says, "You know what." Uh, I'm going to smash your face in. How about that? You want me to meditate? I'm meditating and dreaming of smashing your face in. And then he goes out and he not only smashes up gender, he smashes up the one remaining sing bro. I mean, obviously, though, like if, if you have a gender match at this point, it involves that sing bro getting smashed. Interesting enough, that's former WWE champion Jinder Mahal you're talking about there. It is. Um, and then other stuff that happened on Raw and SmackDown, or Raw at first, um, we saw in the women's division, um, uh, I, I would say one of my favorite promos of the night, uh, Elias came out and was fucking around on his guitar and he's interrupted by who else but Trish Stratus who is returning at WWE Evolution to fight Alexa Bliss. Uh-huh. Um and I thought this segment between Trish and Elias was absolutely hilarious. It was very yeah, good back and forth. Funny. Uh Trish had some oh, had some all right lines to throw at Elias. Elias had some oh, just cr- like burns for Trish. 
Um, and uh, then Alexa came out and Mickey was with her and Alicia Fox and they're cutting promos and um, on, on, on Trish and Alexa also, man, she had some savage stuff to drop on Mickey. Um, you mean Trish or Trish? Sorry. And, and Alexa, Alexa really just cut some deep cuts in there. Uh, then Rhonda comes out with Natty. Uh, we, you know, get more talking about how Trish and Alexa are going to fight at evolution. I think there was a women's match in here somewhere. Maybe. I think Natalia fought Mickey or, or Alicia Fox. Honestly, I can't even remember. It was kind of a forgettable segment after that. However, the, uh, the interactions between Trish and Elias and then Trish and Alexa, good promos. Anything else that happened on Raw that you want to get into? Um, 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 Tag title uh, picture? Anything? I mean, yeah, B-Team is still champs. And Revival cut a promo on how they clearly have beaten B-Team in singles competition and that they will end the B-Team's run and that the B-Team is killing the tag division by turning the title into a joke. Hey, man. Don't you like it when your heels might have points? Um, I mean, yeah, he's not wrong, especially when the fact that they have authors of pain on the roster that are just like doing nothing, right? Like these guys are presented as such dominant forces. How have they not even had? Yeah, but even authors of pain have just been losing a title shot. They've been losing weird matches to uh, to Titus worldwide. Yeah. And I know another thing too is, is that say what you want, say what you want about their run on the main roster, whatever you want to say about the run on the main roster. Yeah, it's been fucked. They're jobbers now, but, um, the Ascension are big dudes and they were great in NXT. And when they first came up, they did well. Connor's a big dude. Yeah. Well, Victor's also. Victor's like a weird gangly guy. But he's, he's, no, he's beefy. He's got, he's got, he's got muscles. No, he's more like an Aiden English build than anything. No, he's not Aiden English small. If anything, he's like Neville when Neville came back. No. Yeah. He's, he's got, he's cut, dude. He's not, he's not super gangly. But anyway, he's definitely smaller. But they're, my point was, is that they're a competent team. And sure. they've been relegated to jobber status. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have them coming out to be the ones who get squashed in a handicap match against Bobby Lashley on the card on Raw. Mm-hmm. And it's just sort of like, you know, Revival made some good points there. It's like there's definitely bigger, badder teams than the B team, and all of B team's wins have been flukes. Um, they are undefeated, but all of their wins so far are not impressive. We dominated anybody wins. It's more we were in the right place at the right time for a roll up. Which I will. I'm a little confused. Okay. Because did you not just say that the Ascension is a big team? And then you say they just lost in a handicap match to Lashley. And then you said that they're like a dominant force? No, no, no. I'm saying when they were in NXT. Sure. And when they very first got called up to the main roster. Yeah. They were were dominant. Sure. And that the team has a good look and uh-huh. has an intimidating vibe uh-huh. and the potential to be an, a dominating tag team. Sure. They're booked as jobbers. They are bad and, jobbers. And I'm saying that really the, bad the revival is correct when they say that, that the B team has kind of brought the title down a little bit because, uh, all of their wins are just flukes. It's all just, so you're saying that the jobbers are a better position no, 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 to no. be champs? No, I'm not saying Ascension should be champs as they are. They would need a, a major rehab to their image and credibility. I'm just saying that if they stopped losing every fucking match, the uh, the Ascension would be a more believable tag team champ combo okay. if they were rehabbed. In their current sure. state, no. If they won the title on Raw against B team on the next draw, I would be like, wow, the title has somehow slipped fall further down than it was before. Um, just because of the way they've been booked. Um, but the revival is great. I hope that they get a chance to get a run with the title belts. 
you know, they've had some unfortunate injuries that have sort of hampered their call up. Um, and that's where we are. Anything else you want to talk about from Monday night? Hurrah. Now. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty much, that was the gist of the show. This is the big, big ticket moments that, that happened. I mean, really the biggest ticket is that Kevin Owens quote unquote quit. Yeah. And I definitely, I'm intrigued to, to know or to see, I should say, um, I'm intrigued to see where they go with it. What, where, where do you personally, Bob, think that they're going to go with this story? Like, what, what are your thoughts on it? Um, I've read some fantasy booking online that I kind of liked, uh, that Kevin Owens comes back with, as a face with team angle to fight team Strom or team Corbin for control of raw at survivor series. What (laughs) would you care to elaborate? Well, so obviously angle has to come back at some point. Um, and the rumor is that he's going to come back as a competitor. Yeah. He says he wants to come back as, as, uh, in ring or at least have a match or two. Um, so yeah, I mean, it makes it makes storyline sense for Survivor Series that they would have a Control of Raw Survivor Series match of Corbin versus Angle, and why not throw a face Kevin Owens on Cor- on Angle's team? Hmm. Yeah, I mean that'd be it'd be interesting. I, it's not what I want to have happen. I kind of want it to be more of a he comes back in a massive singles push just for himself and not have it tied into survivor series. Also, that means we won't see him for a while because we have hell in a cell, then women's evolution and survivor series won't be until November. So that means two months with no real story for, or at least a month and a half. But anyway, on a SmackDown live. And that was a very good show. I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed SmackDown immensely. Yeah, it's definitely fun to watch. We opened up the show with SmackDown Tag Team Champions of the World, The New Day, coming out with their own fake Stanley Cup in Toronto, filled with pancakes, to celebrate the fact that they are now five-time, 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 whose music hits? Oh, it's Booker's. More importantly, I just want to throw this out there, it's King Booker's music that hits. That's true. Specifically King Booker. Because Booker T's theme is like... It reminds me of the Nickelodeon Guts theme. A little bit, yeah. Um, But the King Booker music it starts with the same... Can you dig it, sucker? And then goes into like a regal march mm-hmm. like a royal classical type march. music uh booker comes out and he congratulates them on their five time five time five time five time five time tag team championships um and then uh, they all do spinaroonies and biggie sucks at doing a spinaroonie yeah and biggie was mad that he didn't get a special moniker when he was like you're already called biggie like you get big in your name, but you don't need a you don't need a royal title. Um, but I mean, it kind of dragged. It was fun, but it, it started it started off very fun. That this segment, and yeah, by the end of it, I was like, okay, let's let's move on. Um, they did go to commentary for the first triple threat match to determine who would be mm-hmm, the, the Hell in a Cell tag team. Number one contender. Number one contenders. So the the two winners will fight. So there's a triple threat this week. There'll be a triple threat next week, and then I believe the two triple threat team winners fight each other. Is I believe what they're doing? Oh, that would make sense. Either it was either that both winners of the triple threats will be in a triple threat with the new day, or that the two winners of the be, triple threats fight. will fight each other. I hope so because tag team triple threats are weird the way they do it where it's not tornado is yeah where it's like two people are in the rings that means that one tag team is just sitting outside and the bullshit thing about that is that they're like 
in triple threats, there's no DQs. So there's literally nothing stopping you from not just going the in the ring, right? Yeah. It's just dumb. But anyway, uh, we had it was the club versus the bar versus the, the Colones. Remember them? Not Shining Stars, not Los Matadores, <laughs> not whatever their gimmick was before Los Matadores that I can't remember. But Epico just and Primo, the they're just out here, man. They're they're under contract. They're out here. They're on TV. Congratulations. Uh, the bar wins. I'm happy. I mean, with it was that. a good match too. It was it, very good. It match. Honestly, could I could have seen it going all three ways. Like they made the clones sure. look pretty good. They were definitely they not, not just weak. the the jobber team. And I don't think they even ate the pin. I think it was uh, the club. It was the club that ate the pin. Um. Yeah. So the bar gets the win. Uh, they're moving on. Uh, surprisingly, they haven't really been involved in the SmackDown tag team title scene. They've been involved in it so much as they've been in the number one contender matches for the title. Yeah, they did. They they they've been a dominant team in the. They've been gatekeepers to yeah. the, to the number one contendership. Um, um, but I, I can definitely see them taking it. Uh, all the way to a match with New Day. At- I mean, they're great. Cesaro, Cesaro and Sheamus. Honestly, I thought it was either great. going to be uh, the club or the bar. And the fact that they put both of them mm-hmm. in the same match. And now it's like, okay, well, I feel like the bar is just going to win. Sure. All of it. So uh, that set us up for next week. We go to backstage and find out that uh, Aiden English and Rusev have a match. They're in the triple threat for the tag titles mm-hmm. next week. Uh, they'll so be fighting it's Team Rusev Day versus Usos, Usos for Sanity. Yeah. Um, which, again, I could see it going any number of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, Rusev has had a push. They're not, I don't know that they know what to do with him right now. Um, does this wind up pushing the Rusev Day breakup feud further, or do they actually put the straps on Rusev Day to give him a title for the push that he's had? Uh, Sanity just got called up. They haven't been doing great. So maybe this is something where you can sort of, like the Blood Bros had, push them by mm-hmm. putting the straps on them. Uh, and Usos, you can never count them out. Mm-hmm. The perennial just champions, man. Always a good point. Ever since that turn a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. It's really turned things around. Um, so we'll see who the bar faces two weeks from now, next week. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we got... What else happened? There? Samoa Joe cut a promo from the from the Tron, and it was it was not the best segment from this feud yet, but it was mm-hmm. still compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And damn, dude! Like especially after last week when he pulled when he pulled him down, and Wendy, I am into this feud. It is the match at SummerSlam started a little slow, like we talked about, and then built to a wonderful crescendo, mm-hmm. and has lived up to the hype and the 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 promos for the most part, for the most part, have been all fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about seeing this, you know, AJ runs backstage to see where Samoa Joe is. He's already gone. AJ's pissed. I think this might be the kind of feud that pushes AJ to his limit in terms of his faceness. You know? Yeah, he's going to start doing evil things. And you're like, well, it's revenge. And then he's going to start doing e- even more mm-hmm. evil things. And you're going to be like, well, that's a little bit more than revenge, AJ. Yeah, AJ, what are you doing now? Um, also, we had Daniel Bryan had a fantastic match with Andrade Cien Almas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then right before we could get a conclusion to that match, who interferes but The Miz? The, in some the... In some dope, dare I say, awesome new shirts. Actually... That were cool looking. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. those that's a throwback Miz shirt. I found this out online because obviously I was not watching back then. No shit. But that is a throwback Miz shirt designed to like 2011. I'd tell you what, 2011 or 2012. I'd buy it. It was it was very cool. Yeah, it was like the classic baseball tee. Type. Yeah, especially because it's not most of their merch is traditional t shirt or at this point muscle shirts. Well, you know, the WWE created like a custom shop where you can just like go online and like take the designs you want and like the color shirt you want and like the fabric type and stuff and just get a custom shirt made. That sounds really awesome. I didn't know that. However, 
their shirts are already kind of expensive they sometimes. Are expensive, especially with the shipping and handling. That's like the thing you, gets you, you expect WWE to be like free shipping, but it's like four no. or five bucks for every order or something. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of ridiculous. You know, they ran the promo that they ran for uh for uh freaking SmackDown this week, you know, their WWE shop tonight only. Their promo was uh was ten dollar tees. And I was like, damn, that's actually a good deal. Right, but, but, but then you're like, oh, it's fifteen dollar tees. Well, a lot of them were fifteen dollar tees. And some of them were still twenty dollar tees. The ones that were ten dollar tees were mostly the stuff that they were like super overstocked on. Well, sure, but then even the ten dollar tees makes it a fifteen dollar tee with the per with all the shipping and everything. Sure. I mean it's not like they do the shipping per item. Sure. But still but it is it is it gets like, high. Oh cool, I'll buy a ten dollar tee. Also, shirt. that five dollar uh-huh. shipping is like if you want to have it in the next month. Yeah, like if right. you actually want the shirt, like for like next week, the shipping is like twenty, thirty bucks. It's crazy, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> uh, SmackDown had that great match. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the, the only t- pro- like I, I, I'm I'm still loving the Miz Brian feud. Like yes. it's, it's it's a classic feud of, of our times. However. And I understand that they want to drag it out a little longer. However, the fact that we're ending up with a Ms. Br- Ms. Maurice versus Daniel Bree match is not the most exciting thing in the world. I mean, I'll say this. It's it's interesting. Like, that- yes, I get it. It drags out the feud. And yes, it, it keeps it fresh. And I sure. appreciate that. And, you know, it quote unquote gets personal. Sure. But. I'm just not looking forward to that specific match on this sure. feud. And actually, line. interesting to note, and I forgot this during the Raw recap, um, or the Raw, not recap, the Raw, just talking about what happened. Yeah. Bree and Nikki announced on Raw that they're going to have a match yeah, next Nikki's, week on Nikki's Raw. back next week, I, I think. They said they said, they said has a match. I believe they said it's a tag team match. I believe mm-hmm. they said that Bree and Nikki would be fighting on Raw next week. Which means that Brie is in match matches for both the SmackDown and Raw roster, which is interesting. She's John Cena now. Lol. Um, um, I will say, though, I do think it's smart to bring back the Bellas solely. Not because I, I'm loving them being used how they are, because they need to not be on TV like a fraction of the time they have been. Sure. Um, but. If they are going to make a women's tag team division, having the ultimate victors beat the Bella Twins is a smart way to make your ultimate winners look strong. I mean, they are one of those tag teams from the women's division. But if it ends up with the Bellas being the first champs, then I riot. Yeah, but the Bella Twins had twin magic. I mean, they legit had tag team movesets. As a tag team, which mm-hmm. is something that not a lot of the women have, um, you know, and twin magic worked for them. The well, I don't know that it works now quite as well, um, but, you know, it worked for them. It was an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so, you know, the whole Maurice, Ms. Brie Bella and Daniel Bryan match is not the most exciting, but it moves the for- the feud forward in a way where it gives them the opportunity for it to get somehow more personal for Daniel in the future. If something happens to Bree in the match. Um, and like I said, it keeps the feud going, but without us having a like straight up said, Miz like I said, deep right. Yeah, exactly. It gets us an, without a direct deep Miz feud match one-on-one. So yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm not in love with it. I'm okay with it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, U.S. Championship. So Jeff Hardy's been working through injury. He's been doing these interviews where he's talking about how he's been working injured. Uh, he's he does not a, even the U.S. champ. The feud. He's not. Oh in right, the feud. Nakamura is <laughs> Nakamura's the, the champ, and he's got no feud right now. Yeah, derp. My bad. My my brain just completely farted on that. Yeah, no. This is just a Jeff Hardy versus so RKO. It, feud. it came out of the U.S. Championship feud, I guess. Yeah, kind of. Um. So you know, you uh, Jeff Hardy's been talking about he's been working hurt. He's been he's been working through injuries. He does this swanton bomb onto the apron, and it's just like, okay, cool it, Jeff. You're hurt. We get it. Don't work so crazy. So naturally, working hurt, he comes out and gets into a promo fight with with Randy Orton, 
and we find out that they're going to fight inside Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this is one of those feuds that I didn't really need to see inside the cell. Yeah, uh, the only reason why I'm okay with it sure. is Jeff has, in a couple of interviews, said the only thing sure. left he wants to do in WWE is a Hell in a Cell match. Fair. So this isn't a, the feud is so intense it goes to a Hell in a Cell. This is Jeff Hardy says, man, can I please have a Hell in a Cell match? And WWE says, yeah, okay. So really, yeah. this is kind of like a last thing on his list check mark. It's kind of, and yeah. I, so I'm from that point. I don't the mind dude's it. Earned like it. yeah, exactly. If he wants give, it, give him the hell in a cell, man. That's fine. From a from a purely from a storyboard perspective, absolutely it makes no sense, and it's yeah. dumb, and I want this feud over. But yeah. from a I like Jeff Hardy stance, eh, let him have his match. If I never have to see another grown man fuck with another dude's gauge holes again for the rest of my life, I will be quite satisfied. <laughs> that is cringy stuff that I don't need. Honestly, some of Randy Orton's pulling on his earlobe shit bothered me more than Shayna Baszler's joint manipulation in Kyrie Sane's match at TakeOver. I'm dead ass serious. Like, yes, you were correct that some of the joint manipulation stuff I made was like, me you're cringe. not going to enjoy this match. No. Uh, however, the ear hole stuff with Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton sometimes has just bothered me more. It's been like, please don't rip this man's fucking ear off on TV. I don't I don't want to see that. Man, I don't know. The part where she sets up Kyrie's foot with yeah. the toes and then she stomps, stomps on it. Yeah, oh that was... God. Yeah, it was, it was a good match. Um... And so we also had, well, you were right, no Nakamura, um, which I don't know what they're going to do with the U.S. Championship and Nakamura. I mean, we have nothing set up right now. Yeah, no, he is. And we still in, we can still have a few weeks to go. Yeah, but, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he just doesn't make it onto this card. Because if you think about it, we're going to have a tag team SmackDown tag. We'll yeah. probably have a raw tag. Probably. We'll, we'll have a universal. We'll yeah. have a WWE. We'll have yeah. the Randy versus Jeff. Yes. Uh, we're probably going to have two yeah, women's matches, at least two women's matches for the titles. Probably. Well, actually, no, Rhonda doesn't have a match right now. Yeah. So we have, we have one, Alexa versus Trish non-title. Well, no, sh- that's at evolution. Oh, that's at evolution. That's right. So we'll probably, we definitely have, Char- we're definitely going to wind, they haven't announced anything. Yeah, but it'll, it'll build Becky. to a Charlotte Becky thing. Um, and then we'll, we might have a Ronda defense. We might not. They don't really have too much right now lined mm-hmm. up for her, for her defense. Um, but we might, but we'll definitely have at least one more women's match on the card. Yeah. Um, so the, I, they might just not be giving him anything because they don't have, have anything. For something for him to do yet sure right don't don't put him in a pointless nothing feud for us to be all like this is such a dumb thing i can't remember if there was anything else that happened on smackdown before becky charlotte other than what we talked about it was a very good show though yeah and it flew by i think no it, it ended with the women it did um so we got charlotte versus carmella the her contractually obligated rematch man why didn't Carmella look this good in the ring during this whole buildup? I mean, she looked good in the triple threat. That's what I'm saying is she looked good in the triple threat and she looked really good on SmackDown. Really good, man. Doesn't she was SmackDown was probably her best one-on-one match ever. You know, through the rope suicide dive, some great moves. She looked actually dominant for a good chunk of the match. And I'm just saying that I'm talking about her whole title run before mm-hmm. that triple mm-hmm. sure, threat sure. was all her running and sque- squealing and trying to get out of shit and then people helping her cheat and then her cheating. And I get it. He'll work. However, you know, there were a lot of people being like, man, Carmella's the champion that brings the title down. And it's like, dude, if she had looked as good, like you can look good and then also cheat. Sure. We've seen that a lot, but when you're the, I only win because I cheat champion. It kind of isn't as good a look, but she's looked great. I'm just wondering where all this was before. Mm-hmm. Regardless, she had a great match with Charlotte. Charlotte winds up getting the figure four. Carmella almost gets out of it. She almost gets gets out of it, and then she bridges it to the figure eight, and Carmella held on for a surprisingly long time in the figure eight, which I thought was a good look. 
And then ultimately she does tap and succumbs to the figure eight. Charlotte retains. And then it gets immediately assaulted. And man, Becky Lynch came out in like all black, comes out, just starts destroying Charlotte. Massive cheers. Everyone's going wild. And then she takes the title and the microphone and says, I'm coming for you at hell in a cell. You bitch. Throws the title down on Charlotte, drops the mic, storms off. And we had posted this poll on Twitter that said, man, is Becky Lynch the the new Stone Cold Steve Austin of the women's division that we didn't realize we needed? The poll options are give me a hell yeah and no with an asterisk because I originally tried to type the second option as yes, but only until Charlotte Flair got involved like the WWE.com poll. But Twitter still won't let you type more than like 25 characters for a poll result. Uh, so you can go vote in that poll on our smack on our small package Twitter page now. And I liked how I posted that. And when the, within a couple of hours, there was like a Twitter news moment, like in my curated on our small package, like Twitter app, mm-hmm. uh, like, you know, it shows like, Hey, here's some news stories trending on Twitter. That might be cool. It was like, Some WWE fans wonder if Becky Lynch is like the new Stone Cold Steve Austin. I was like, hey, we were on the the other side of a trend this time. We were one of the people that posted before this became a news thing. Um, And I've seen since then, I've seen a lot of people referring to her as as a Stone Cold type. Um, A joke. I I, I wish I could source properly cite the if I had a minute or two, I could dig it out. But it was from Twitter. And it was, of course, everyone starts comparing Becky Lynch to Stone Cold Steve Austin as soon as she starts beating a blonde woman. Oh. (laughs) Oh, oh, Bob. Oh, oh, Bob. Bob, Bob, Bob. That's to quote a friend of mine in uh, appropriate. Um, But Becky Lynch looked great the crowd is super into it um you know i I, clearly the 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 wwe universe is not going to accept her being a heel so hopefully they've taken the hint and are now just sort of even if they don't make charlotte the heel and make becky the face even if you just keep it as you know two friends two former friends feuding you know I, I, I just don't want them to try to push Becky as a heel. So far, they have this sort of tendency to be like, you know, well, fans be damned. This is how we were booking it. This is how we wrote the story. This is how the story will progress. And I'm fine with the whole Roman Reigns situation because ultimately he gets a very visceral reaction no matter where he goes. And that's fine. But this is one of those situations where it's like, Dude, Becky is so over and the fans are so happy to see her doing something interesting. Let her let her do what she wants to do and, and, and let her get the reaction that she gets. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about this whole situation? I mean, are you fine with it if they decide to make her heal? Or do you think that that's a dumb move? Uh, it is a pretty dumb move, especially considering the overwhelming reactions that she's been getting in live shows. But, um, you know, uh, it also, it's, it's one of those things that you've heard a number of wrestlers say that you don't really believe, but it's kind of starting to be more true, at least more evidently true, uh, that you hear a lot of wrestlers being like, there's no such things as heels and faces anymore. Like everyone's kind of a heel. Everyone's kind of a face. Like they don't, you know, especially somebody tweeted at Cody. They're like, Hey Cody, what do you, you know, is Becky a heel or a face? And he's like, heels and faces don't exist anymore. Like it's, and, 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 if they do actually start doing, you know, nuance and subtlety to this, then I, I would agree with that. And they're kind of doing it maybe, 
but I don't know. That's also putting way too much stock in WWE sure. creative. So that was SmackDown. SmackDown was very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, just want to throw this out there. I watched NXT this week, and man, NXT, I'll breeze through this, was very good. We are, They're still investigating to find out who attacked Aleister Black. Uh, we got Johnny Gargano coming out and addressing what happened at TakeOver, uh, interrupted by Velveteen Dream. <coughs> Velveteen Dream and Gargano will have a match next week after they cut some pretty good few, uh, promos on each other. Dakota Kai got a win. Uh, more stuff with Angle just interviewing all of these different superstars on the NXT roster. And Nikki Cross was absolutely batshit crazy in her interview. Um, Lars Sullivan came out and smashed up uh, uh, Raul Mendoza. Um, and Keith Lee got another win uh, on somebody. Pete Dunne and Ricochet, the North American and UK champions, tagged up. Uh, with each other to fight Undisputed Era with Roderick Strong and Adam Cole, baby! Uh, and Undisputed Era won. Um, and then, you know, sort of shady win, but they got the win. And then afterwards, they're beating up on a, on a, on a helpless Dunn and Ricochet when who should come out? But the War Raiders. They come out... They make the save. They try to get Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era leaves. It was a great show, and it just breezed by. And, like, I don't know how much of the NXT show you watch, but, man, you know, SmackDown on good episodes flies by on bad episodes. Yeah, I mean, feels a little long. Raw, even Fantastic Raws kind of feel like they're... They, 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 they maybe don't feel like three hours. They feel like two. And on a bad Raw, it feels like an eternity. The smack, the NXT show just flies by, man. <coughs> Absolutely flies by. Um, so anyway, that was Raw SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So we're a couple weeks away from Hell in a Cell, right? Mm-hmm. And we're about a month away and some change maybe from Women's Evolution. That, that's October... I it was, 23rd. Oh, is it later in October? Yeah. I thought it was early in October. No, that's the Super Show in Australia is October oh, 6th. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. I forgot the Super Show's in there, so there'll probably be like a two-week buffer between the Super Show and Evolution. Huh. Well, damn. There, that means that some of the promos they're doing for Evolution right now are either a tad early or they're really going to build it up. Well, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, both. they're going to build it it's up. both. But. Um, Neville is going to be a free agent here soon. If he's not already, uh, WWE, I don't believe he's under contract anymore with he is, WWE. He is not under contract, and they say that he can wrestle anywhere now. He doesn't have a compete clause in place nice. anymore, um, which would lead into the potential that he makes an all in appearance, which we'll be watching. As of as of recording right now on Friday, we're watching tomorrow. Tomorrow night we'll be watching. I have all the in. Uh, card pulled yeah, up here. So go ahead and pull up the card for for all in. Quick. Uh, so there. It's a fantastic card. In the pre-show looks like there are two matches for the pre-show. Um, mm-hmm. One is the Briscoe Brothers versus SoCal Uncensored. Cool uh, tag team match. And then the if Neville does make an appearance and be here at the over budget battle royale, which is sure. a fifteen person battle royale to determine the number one contender to the Ring of Honor World Championship. Although I also threw this out, while that would be very cool, I don't believe Will Osprey has a match on the card yet, and Osprey did tweet that he wants to fight him at all. Oh, well, and that could it could be an unannounced match that they throw into the card. Although I heard that the, for how long the event is, the card's already pretty stacked as it is. Mm-hmm. So, let's so that anybody announced for that over budget battle royale yes. yet? Jordan Grace, uh Moose, Rocky Romero, Cole Cabana, Ethan Page, All Ego. Nice. Uh Brian Cage, Billy Gunn, Jimmy Jacobs, Marco Stunt, Brandon Cutler and Punishment Martinez. Nice. But that's 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11. So there's still at least uh, four people unannounced for this battle royale. Sure. Sure. Um, 
Then we have uh, Jay Lethal uh, mm-hmm. versus the over-the-budget Battle Royale winner for the Ring of Honor World Championship. That match happens immediately later on that night. I guess not immediately, wow. but later on that night. Um, Kenny Omega versus Pentagon Jr. in a singles match. Which will be Get hype which will for be that tight. match. Uh, in terms of women, we have Madison Rain versus Britt Baker versus Chelsea Green versus Tessa Blanchard in a four-way match. Uh, there is Christopher Daniels versus Arrow himself, Stephen Amell, in a singles match. Hmm. Um, Amell has previously showed up on a Summer was it SummerSlam 2015, I believe, something like that. Yeah. Um, and he was actually pretty damn good. So that yeah, match he, should be pretty cool. He surprised us all. Uh, a six-man tag match, a team of Rey Mysterio, Phoenix, and uh, Bandito. Versus the Golden Elite, which is Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, and Kota Ibushi. Uh, that match uh, is up in the air right now because Nick Jackson, I believe, has the flu or something. Um, some kind of illness that might prevent him from performing. Uh, Joey Janela uh, is facing off with Hangman Page in a Chicago street fight. Uh Kazuchika Okada is fighting Marty Skrull in a singles match. And what is probably going to be the main event of the show uh, is the current NWA World Heavyweight Champion Nick Aldis is facing off against Cody Rhodes in a championship match. Nice. Is that the whole card? That is the whole card. Well... We're not going to do predictions for it. No, but, but it should be a lot of fun. And we're excited to watch it. Um, WWE and wrestling news. Uh, well, we just talked about the Neville thing. Uh, mm-hmm. We also mentioned at the top of the show that Velveteen Dream is making an, two appearances for Evolve, at yeah. uh, Evolve. Evolve 112, Evolve 113. And 112 is uh, the one with Austin Theory, right? Yeah, 112 is facing off against Austin Theory. And he that this is actually a fun, almost homecoming show uh, since the uh, building that they are fighting in is actually where uh velveteen got his training done a lot of his training early training and early matches was down there in joppa maryland so uh it's a bit of a come home uh going home show for him uh mm-hmm. which will be cool and then 113 is at Laboom in queens where mm-hmm. i will be in attendance i've Maybe. already purchased my ticket i might be just depends uh kt is going with me too friend of the show kt oh really uh-huh damn well i'll um, have to double check and see if that is for sure a day i'm booked Yes, uh, so KT and I have our tickets, and he is facing off against my personal favorite, Darby <laughs> Allen. Uh, so Velveteen Dream versus Darby Allen for September 8th. Going to be a good one. Uh, so Glenn Jacobs, Knox County mayor-elect, uh-huh. is currently in... It's not a scandal, but there have just been allegations thrown oh, at him. About using steroids? Well, not steroid just... Steroid bit? Not just that. Because that was a weird one. Like, who so, cares? Well, so this guy... Also, he's saying he didn't use... Well, no, he cleverly sidesteps saying he never used steroids, but... And it's he a also, very political maneuver, Glenn. I approve. I don't care that you use steroids. Like, who gives a fuck? And he says, you know, he goes on to say, like, I'm not, I don't, I would never use steroids. I'm not a, I'm, I'm a health nut. And yeah, I he no- never said he didn't use steroids. He said, I would never use steroids. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, regardless, um, this man wrote a, a complaint letter. Uh-huh. Uh, Al Thompson. Sure. And he is the founder of a group called Protect Our Youth from Steroids, or po- Poise. Poise, right. Poise. Um, and he wrote a letter complaining about how he was around the WWE, where there was rampant steroid use, and if he didn't use it himself, he at least was cool with it because he was in a culture that that you know condoned it, which steroids are illegal in Tennessee without prescription. So this is kind of a a big deal for a nothing deal. Um, you yeah. know, the fact that Glenn has to adjust this, uh, address this. And also the guy also complained that, um, the guy also complained that Glenn should have had to list his actual in ring name as a campaign contribution 
because WWE allowed him to use his his Kane moniker and branding in the mayoral run here and there where he came out to his theme song or people addressed him as former WWE superstar Kane so that he should have had to have addressed, like issue that as a campaign donation in addition to the money that the McMahons donated to his campaign. And it's all, it's all just a bunch of crazy shit. But I mean, that's what happens when you're a former WWE champion who runs for fucking mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the weirdest thing is that Jacobs would not, Glenn Jacobs would not rule out returning to the WWE for a match as while mayor. serving as the mayor of Knox County. Good. Saying Good he could him. wrestle again, but his main focus, as he has said before, would be to try to bring a show to right. Knoxville. It wouldn't be unprecedented because uh, Jesse Ventura appeared in WWE well, the uh, governor. governor of Minnesota. That's funny. Hey, I mean, look, Glenn's, Glenn's just a man doing what he can. He, well, he didn't wrestle a match, but I think he was a guest referee. Either way. Or at least commentary, guest commentary. I mean, either way. Big stuff. Any other WWE news you want to talk about? Um, I can't really think of too much right now in terms of, of non-kayfabe news that has happened. There's non-kayfabe news. Uh, well, Sami Zayn is starting a uh, push. Here's mm-hmm. here's a surprising thing. You know who is not in the WWE Celebrity Hall of Fame? Who? Cindy Lauper. She could. She sh- she kind of should be. She definitely should be. She's whole started basically was the face of the whole rock and wrestling connection, yeah. which kind of kickstarted WWE's big success in sure. the eighties. Uh, Toronto officially announced as the site for WWE SummerSlam 2019. Um, sure. Kenny Omega is the number one in this year's Pro Wrestling oh, right. Illustrated Annual 500. Yeah, I, I, I guess we we should just mention that Champa has had the best reaction to all this. His Twitter. Yeah, the fact that he didn't make the top 10, you know, and he posted his own top 10, which was all him uh-huh. um, and other people who made it. Roman came in in the middle, I think like five or six. The uh, top 10 um, is Kenny Omega. Sure. AJ Styles. Fair. Kazuchika Okada. Of course. Brock Lesnar. Wow. Seth Rollins. Nice. Keep in mind, this is a kayfabe, kayfabe yes. listing. Yeah. So Lesnar is being a massive universal champ yes. makes sense being number four. Sure. Five is Seth Rollins. Nice. Six is Braun Strowman. Okay. Seven is Roman Reigns. There we go. Eight is Cody. Okay. Nine is Tetsuya Naito. Very cool. And ten is The Miz. You know what? All of those are, are pretty fair. It's a pretty fair listing. Yeah. Previously, Omega, last year, Omega was number five. Sure. Styles was two again. Mm-hmm. Okada was one. Mm-hmm. Lesnar was 25. Wow. Rollins was 16. Mm-hmm. Strowman was 34. Okay. Reigns was four. So he's the only one. Well, Okada and Reigns are the only ones that dropped. Sure. In the listings. For the top 10, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, hmm. Cody was 33. Big gain for him. Naito mm-hmm. was 12. Small gain for him. And The Miz was 10. So he, he stayed. stayed even. There we go. AJ Styles and The Miz both stayed even with their last year's ratings. Word. All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Uh, uh, there's nothing else that's worth talking I about. I don't got it's anything. Not, not happening. Week. We're going to spread it for all in. We're going to get pumped for tomorrow. Uh-huh. And uh, it's going to be a good show. We'll be back next I'm week. Pumped you know, for Evolve, Yeah, and Evolve as well. Next but we'll week. be back before that. Yeah, we'll Hopefully. talk next week about all in and how that went. Uh, anyway, anyway, you guys can follow us on Twitter at Small Package POD. That's POD like the band, but it stands for podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook at Small Package POD. Same joke. Uh, we post whenever we go to these wrestling events. We mm-hmm. you know, post photos and whatnot. So we'll try to post some stuff to the Facebook. Give us a like over there. If you hit us up on Twitter or Facebook, we'll read it on the show. Yeah, yeah. Let us know what you guys think. We want to know what you think. It's make this a conversation, guys. You can follow Bob on social media at Bob Beckett. You can yeah, you follow can. me on social media at CB Pointexter. Check Hell out yeah. Bob's uh, uh, interview with Lana for, for Newsweek. We posted a link to our Twitter account, so that's at SmallPackagePod. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we will be back next week, guys, with another episode of the Small Package Show. And Bob, this is the part where you hit them with it. Small Package!